This is The Rant presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this lovely Tuesday afternoon out here in New York City. Uh, Only Knicks and Yankees played last night. Nets had a night off after playing the Suns on Sunday night. And the Mets uh, had a night off before taking on the Red Sox for a three-game series in Flushing. Uh, Before I get into my analysis of the games last night, wasn't such a great day, but uh, you could catch this podcast, The Rant, and all other Strive Sports podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You could access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio at these Strive Sports. Uh, if you have any suggestions, <clears throat> would love to start interacting with the fans a little bit more. Um, so feel free to you know DM me on the Instagram page, or you could email me, which you can find on the link tree in my bio. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Connect with me if you don't even want to message or just you just want to connect. Feel free. Um, yeah, and you could also leave your comments on the bottom of the Instagram page uh, or the Instagram post. That is. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. Unfortunate night last night for New York sports. Only two games. Both my teams, as you know, I'm a Knicks and Yankees fan, uh, not a Nets and Mets fan. Um, so the Knicks play the Suns last night. They wind up losing 118 to 110. Uh, they went into the second half leading by seven against the Suns. Um, and then they went into the fourth quarter tied and the Suns outscored the Knicks by eight points in the fourth quarter, uh, to seal their victory and, uh, not get swept in their trip to New York, having lost to the Nets the night before. Uh, it wasn't a re- it wasn't an impressive defensive por- performance from the Knicks. Uh, I'll explain to you why I believe that is. But the Suns shot 54% from the field, 41% from three. The Knicks shot 51.7% from the field and 41% from three. Uh, you know, still higher than their season averages. Still played well. Um, oh, they got out rebounded the Knicks um, only by two rebounds though. Uh, you know. It just, uh, I think that the main outcome of this game is that when the Knicks play a team that's very good on defense, like the Suns are, uh, they're in for trouble. Because usually the Knicks don't have to put exert as much effort on offense because teams don't play, most teams don't play such great defense. So Knicks exert most of their uh, energy on the defensive end, not as much on the offensive end. Last night, on the other hand, uh, against the Phoenix Suns, they had to. The Suns are great on defense. Uh, the Knicks really had to go all in on the offensive side, so they're really exerting more energy than they're used to on the offensive end. And then there are, and they that brought issues to the defensive end. You know, they're they're usually exerting more more effort, more energy on the defensive end than the offensive end. Last night, they had to exert it on both ends because the Suns were so great on defense. That wore the Knicks out a little bit on the defensive end, I think, because, you know, you work so hard on the offensive end, you go back to the defensive end, uh, and you get no break. Usually, uh, some guys on the Knicks, you know, like Reggie Bullock, uh, he's usually catch and shoot, not moving around much on offense. But uh, the fact that he probably had to move around a lot more last night impacted the way he played defense along with RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Julius Randle did not have a good performance last night. I know on my other show riding the BK train, I predicted that he would get over like 
43 and a half or something like that, points, rebounds, and assists. Didn't come anywhere close. Didn't have a good game in comparison to how he's been playing recently, at least. 18 points, uh, 6 of 17 shooting, 6 boards, 4 assists. He did go 3 of 6 from 3, but I believe he started 0 of 3. Um, so he made up for that going 3 for 3 in the second half, I believe. But 6 of 17, that's just not going to cut it. That's close to like 33% shooting. He's obviously a lot better than that. But uh, credit out to uh, Reggie Bullock last night. Still peaking in his career right now. I mean, he shot 6-11 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. That's 50%, 17 points. Uh, so he had a phenomenal game. Also, Derrick Rose definitely showed out uh, in both halves. 22 points, 10 of 18 from the field. That's over 50% shooting also. The bench played really well, actually. Um having accounted for, I believe, 47 points out of the 110. Uh, they shot, I'll go by the individual player, Obi Toppin shot 3 for 5, over 50%. Taj Gibson, 4 of 4. Derek Rose, 10 of 18. And Emmanuel quickly, 4 of 7. So they all shot over 50% from the bench. But then you go to the starting lineup, and uh, the real concern, or not concern, but the issue was R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, the two best players on the team, had to play better. Uh Barrett shot 7 of 18 last night. He started off kind of good, and then he slowed down. He wasn't hitting the threes like he has been. Okay, he still shot 3 of 9 from 3. That's 33%. Um, can't get too mad, but there were definitely corner threes, wing threes, open threes that he should have been making uh, that he missed. Can't get Again, I'm not getting too upset right now. Obviously, they... Uh, have won nine in a row before this game. The Suns are the two seed in the West. They just lost to the Nets the night prior. And what do you think? The Suns, the number two seed, are going to lose back-to-back games visiting New York? I don't think so. Uh, I gave Knicks fans the warning that I thought that this was going to be a loss. but And it came to fruition, which is unfortunate, especially because the Knicks had that unbelievable first quarter. They scored 36 points in the first quarter. Uh, you know, they scored over 60 points in the first half. That's not the norm for the Knicks. But then, unfortunately, in the third and fourth quarter, we didn't reach uh, 25 points, uh, having scored 24 in the third and 23 in the fourth. That's just not going to cut it. You know, if anything, the Knicks are, are recently, during the winning streak, have been playing well in the second half. That's just not going to cut it. I mean, especially going up against the Suns uh, team with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Um and they could play defense, so he definitely needed to show up more. But it show it goes to show that I think that the Knicks are going to struggle against teams that play really good defense, like the Suns do. Even though the Knicks played well offensively, it definitely impacted them, especially on the defensive end. The Knicks weren't able to play as good defense as usual, and uh, I mean they did they did still play good defense. I'm not you know I'm not going to take anything away from their defense. Their defense still played well. They forced ten turnovers. Um, you know, that that's still very good. Uh, I think that they did play well defensively, but it was just that little bit of extra effort that they needed to put in, you know, going from the offensive end working hard because the Suns are good on defense to the defensive end having to work continuously work hard. Uh, it was just too much for the Knicks last night, even though they had that amazing first quarter. Uh, just couldn't couldn't make anything of it. I mean, and McCall Bridges absolutely demolished us in the second half. I'm not sure exactly how many points he had in the second second half, but overall he scored 21 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. So amazing field goal percentage, 
50% from three. Uh, and then Chris Paul really had the finishing touches. I mean, Devin Booker did it for, through the first three, it seems like. And then uh, McCall Bridges and Chris Paul took over in the fourth quarter. Can't even tell you how many points uh, McCall Bridges and Chris Paul combined for in the por- fourth quarter. Probably it was like 25 or something like that. Um, but Devin Booker, leading scorer for them, 33 points, 14 to 26. He shot over 50%. But Chris Paul hit like the last, uh, I think he had the last seven points of the game. Um, you know, and he had some really incredible shots. And uh, I've said it on this show before that Chris Paul is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I don't get to watch him so much, and it was painful to see him do that against the Knicks last night. But that's one of the reasons why I love him so much. I mean, uh, a guy that's just so knowledgeable in the game. He knows the angles. I mean, he he's, he's short, you know, even like six feet. That's, that's short for a point guard. And... Uh, you know, he just has been getting the job done ever since he's entered the league. One of the smartest players we've ever seen and just has this ability to get his shot up over taller guys somehow by like leaning back and putting it on this the ball on a very high angle release point. Uh, I really love watching Chris Ball. It was unfortunate to see him dagger the Knicks last night uh, a couple different times. But Chris Ball, one of the greatest players uh basketball or the NBA has ever seen so uh after not having watched him so much this year and like knowing how well the Suns have played this year it was nice to be able to see him do that honestly even though it was against the Knicks it was nice to see him you know show me some uh vintage Chris Paul uh something that I really wasn't able to watch this year while he was uh, playing for the Suns so unfortunate loss tonight or last night that is uh going to be playing the Bulls on Wednesday night, I believe. Uh, that's also going to be at the Garden. And then after that game, uh, flipping the calendar to May, and we're starting a road trip that starts in Houston, then goes to Memphis, uh, I think Denver, Clippers, Lakers, uh, Suns before the Clippers. So tough road trip coming up. Got to take advantage of this game tomorrow night against the Bulls. Bulls have not been playing well as of late. Uh, Obviously, the Knicks are still six games above 500, uh, which is you know a good spot uh, to be in at this point of the season. But we cannot forget that the East is stacked right now in that in that area four to eight, uh, maybe not even eight, maybe just four to seven or four to six with the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Celtics. And uh, I'm not going to discount the Heat yet because we still have a couple weeks left of the season. So uh, the Knicks need to get any win that they can. Uh, this game is at home. Again, the Knicks are a great home team. They're now 21-11 and 11 at home. So uh, got to get this win against the Bulls tomorrow night uh, before we go on this tough road trip. And then maybe continue that against the Rockets before we really get into the, to the rough stuff. Uh, and then we finish off the season against two playoff teams in the East, in the Hornets and the Celtics. Who knows, the Hornets could fall out. But the Celtics definitely are right there with us. I think that's that might be the actual last game of the season for us. So that could be a huge matchup determining uh, a potential, you know, four or five or moving down to six uh, where where we're going to be in the playoffs. So, Knicks, just keep on, uh, you know, grinding it out every single game. We 100% did grind it out last night. There's no question. Uh, it just wasn't our night. Suns are a great team, so you got to tip our, tip our caps to them. But get this win against the Bulls tomorrow night. Uh, get that win against the Rockets and then just, you know, continue playing your heart, showing your passion out there against those good teams in the West on that road trip. 
Uh, I'm excited to see how the Knicks end the season, and I'm very excited for playoff basketball. I have not been able to say that about the Knicks in a very long time, so it's exciting times. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it to a game. Hopefully, I don't jinx them out of the playoffs, uh, but... That's all I got about the Knicks last night. Tough loss to the Suns, but I'm sure that we're going to be uh, back and better than ever tomorrow night at home against the Chicago Bulls. Uh, that moves me on to my second half of the rant, uh, which is covering the Yankees and their miserable loss last night to the Baltimore Orioles, uh, losing the first game of a three-game set, 4-2. to The Orioles had the same record as the Yankees going into this game, so yes, you know what that means. They now have a better record than the New York Yankees. They're ahead of them in the division. They're 10 and 12. The Yankees are 9 and 13. Um, you know, last night, Matt Harvey pitched. I'm getting memes from Mets fans uh, of the Dark Knight, literally Batman from the movie The Dark Knight, because uh, obviously Matt Harvey used to be a Met and then wound up, you know, not working out and at the end of the day after he blew that World Series appearance. Um, so <clears throat> it was definitely unfortunate to see uh, Mets fans uh, joking or making poking fun at the Yankees about that. Uh, but you know, it, it's just concerning overall for. I mean, the Yankees—they finally got a run via base hit yesterday. We got a judge, uh, a Stanton double, and then a judge double, both down the left field line. Uh, but you know, that was really it for the day. Uh, in the ninth, in the eighth inning, Urshela gets a single that scores uh, Clint Frazier, and that's all the runs for the Yankees on the day. Two runs. Uh, the Orioles score four. Uh, pitching last night for the Yankees was Davey Garcia. He only was allowed to pitch four innings, only gave up two earned runs, though, on 65 pitches. I guess Boone wants to continue wearing out the bullpen as the season goes along because the bullpen between uh, four different guys pitched five innings. Uh, you know, I'm not, I can't really complain too much about, uh, the performance of the bullpen. The bullpen gave up two earned runs overall. O'Day gave up one. Wilson gave up one, uh, in five, in five innings pitch, you know, overall for the bullpen, two runs. Uh, that's, that's fine by me, but two run. And, and also it's just questionable Boone's decision-making and taking Garcia out after four innings, 65 pitches only. I get it. It was his first start of the year. He's young. You want to see what he's got. Um, but that's, that's just, you're, you're asking for your bullpen to implode towards the end of the season with how much you're using them, especially when your starting pitcher only has 65 pitches, only gave up two runs in four innings. That's a pretty normal outing. I mean, that's an outing that it sounds like he could go one or two more innings maybe. Uh, and then we're also letting Matt Harvey get a quality start on us. He had six innings pitched, only gave up one earned run on 84 pitches. So, uh, Something that we can't, we can rarely do. We did it twice last series, but rarely do in getting quality starts. We allowed Matt Harvey, bum Matt Harvey, to get a quality start on us. That's not a good look for the offense. And after the game, you look at everyone's averages. Uh, LeMahieu, 250. Stanton, 192. Judge, 250. Odor, 159. Uh, Torres, 208. Hicks, 162. Sanchez, 182. Frazier, 143. I mean, it's just it's just too much. And we have some solid on-base percentages. I mean, Frazier's uh, at 311. That's like over 150 points over his average. Uh, 
Sanchez on base percentage 308. That's over 100 points than his average. Um, you know, Aaron Judge 372 on base percentage, 100 points uh, above his average. Uh, DJ LeMay 333, like 80 points above his average. So guys are getting on base. It's just we can't hit. We cannot hit at all. I mean, uh, we went two of seven with runners in scoring position last night. Um, that's obviously better than what the Rays, uh, the Orioles did. Sorry, uh, going 0 for nine. Uh, we left six runners on base. They left seven. Doesn't even matter though because they won the game. I mean, you know, they went 0 for nine with runners in scoring position, but they're able to get the the big runs. I mean, Mullins got his his homer in the first, got it off Garcia quick, and then. Uh, Galvis got a double to center that scored uh, Pedro Severino, and that was uh, all the runs that Garcia gave up. Uh, for some reason, they didn't let him go further past four. Uh, you know, he's a young player, whatever. Uh, I won't get too much on the Yankees about that, but the hitting, you know, four runs is not too much to get. Like, we, we should be averaging four runs a game, and that's just not the case right now. Um you know, maybe we're starting a little bit more to get runners in scoring position. Uh, as I said, as I've said over the past couple weeks, we started the season getting runners in scoring position, getting runners on base, and not driving them in, just striking out or getting out, grounding into double plays. Then we went into this streak where we weren't even getting runners in scoring position or runners on base, really. And now I think that we might be getting back to the issue of getting runners on base and in scoring position and not driving them in. Uh, Obviously, wasn't as big of an issue as as with the Orioles last night. He went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Yankees went 2 for 7, but it, it's still not not a good sight to see not one 300 hitter in the entirety of the lineup. Obviously, still guys like Luke Voigt needs to come back. Um, he, he can, you know, that's just one guy, but that one guy can make a huge difference in the lineup. I can't even tell you where I would fit him in right now. I guess uh, I guess at four. Uh, if they want to keep Stan at two and Judge at three, I'm not sure. I would keep them the, either one of those at two and three unless it's LeMayu there. I mean, there's a lot of different areas you can go. Got a lot of different ways you can go, but I just don't want to see Hicks or Gardner hitting third ever again. Um, that's my that's my main thing right now. Uh, but the Yankees are really struggling right now. I mean, they just lost to the freaking Orioles. Uh, that's a team that you have to take advantage of. Uh, as I said yesterday, we're playing the Orioles now, and then next week, I believe, or next series, we play the Tigers. Uh, the Yankees need to take advantage of these teams. That's the difference between good teams and bad teams. Uh, the good teams beat the bad teams. You can lose to another good team, but you got to take the series from the bad team. And the bad teams will lose to good teams, and they'll lose to bad teams. And right now, the Yankees are losing to good teams, and they're losing to bad teams, as you can see right now. Uh, hopefully. Better things to come tonight. Gonna check up the check out the pitching matchup right now for tonight's game. First pitch at 7:05 at uh, Camden Yards. We got Corey Kluber going up against Bruce Zimmerman, uh, who's a lefty. Kluber has got a is 0-2 with a 5-4 ERA, 1-9-3 WHIP. 15 innings pitched, 18 hits, 14 Ks, 11 walks. Uh, Zimmerman is 1-2, 4-5-7 ERA, 1-3-8 WHIP. 21 and two-thirds innings pitched, 23 hits, 15 Ks, and seven walks. Uh, against a left-handed pitcher, we should own them, honestly. Um, you know, the, the Yankees are a right 
dominant lineup. A lot of righties in the lineup, uh, not a lot of lefties. So I'd say tonight you'll see minimal lefties out there. Maybe I think Aaron Hicks will still play, especially because he's been hitting so well from the right side. Maybe not so well, just when he's been hitting well from the right side. I won't give him too much credit. But uh, I don't think that we'll be seeing Gardner tonight. I think that we'll be seeing a lineup filled with righties. Maybe we'll throw – I guess we'll throw one lefty in there. Maybe Mike Ford. Uh, If not, then, you know, we'll see Odor because LeMahieu will play first and Odor will play second. It'll either be Odor or Ford we'll see as the lefty. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to see straight righties tonight. Hopefully we can – uh, the bats will come to life tonight going up against a lefty who's clearly not good based on the stats uh, shown. And uh, it's just troubling times for Yankees fans. Unfortunate night for New York sports, or at least my sports teams. Uh, Knicks lose, uh, ending their nine-game winning streak, and the Yankees lose the first game of a three-game set to the just an awful Baltimore Orioles. Uh, so that's it for my rant today. Just wanted to remind you all that you can catch this podcast and all the other Strive Sports podcasts on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio at these Drive Sports. And I'd love for you, the fans, to engage with me more, comment on my Instagram videos, DM me on the on my Instagram. Uh, you could contact me via my email if you'd even like, which is uh, available on my link tree in the bio or you could uh connect with me on linkedin if you'd like whatever it is uh love all of you guys hope you enjoyed the show today uh we got the nets playing tonight Uh, i believe they're playing the raptors we got the mets starting a a set against the red sox and flushing so i'll be back tomorrow talking both those things along with the yankees we got uh nicks tomorrow night so for ben klein that's tuesday april 27th rant peace out